Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy Whether one line of plot holes or gratuitous movies It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen Izzy And this is everything I learned from movies. And tonight <laughs> we continue Fire Month with uh, Twin Peaks Fire, Fire Walk, Walk with, with me. me, sweetie. Yeah. You remember the tw- Twin Peaks TV series? Oh yes. We watched it what about two three years ago? No, we watched through? it. I think we finished it about a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, we, it took we, a while. We took a little break. Yeah. I forget what we were watching. Oh, because we had we had to take a break to watch all, all of the, the Rockford Files. Files. Yeah. <laughs> just just <laughs> to show how up to date we are on everything, uh, we interrupted Twin Peaks. Uh, been off TV for twenty five years. Seen. I had never seen. It was it, it was I kept getting that in a Northern Exposure uh, mixed up. Very I, different show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very different. But, but they were on around the same time when I was. <laughs> yeah, they were both just in, like, places with pine trees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Steve had also never seen the, any Rockford Files. It's true. And James Rockford's a goddamn man. It's true. I only knew what the Rockford was, the reverse 180. The J-turn. Yeah. yeah. Um, but first, <laughs> to, before we start Twin Peaks up in the great state of Washington. I need a beer. Well, luckily, I have... Boa Vista Apple Beer. <gasps> Apples? Oh. Like a Washington apple? Indeed. Like one fresh out of Washington. Boom. Now, if only I had a device with which to open it. Mm, you should check your butt. Jingly, jingly, jingly. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Ooh. Let's make sure it doesn't explode like the last one. <laughs> to find out more about that incident, <laughs> you should download our last episode at Everything I Learned from Movies. That's what's the website? EILFM.podbean.com. Yay! Alright. And the pour. Well, you're not going to be able to hear that over the cat, but okay. <laughs> it sounds like a cat when you pour it. It's a damn thing. <laughs> you pour it and it goes, <laughs> well, it looks uh, oh, sorry, keys are rumbling here. Slightly cloudy, nice light, kind of 
kind of looks like a Kolsch. Yeah. Light, light straw color. Lots of foamy head. Yeah. Smells nice and sweet. So yeah, it smells good. A little earthy, but not really like hoppy per se. I'm actually really intrigued by this. Steve just took a sip. Oh god, the look on his face. No! So it's uh, ah. extremely highly carbonated. Like even Ooh, just yeah. taking the little sip, it just kind of like foamed right up. Alright, so uh... But uh, yeah, it's like a... Yeah, it's like an apple cider, but yeah, it's got a little little pineiness to it. Yeah. Probably just like a like a noble hop or something really so, yeah. low IBU. Um, this is delightful. It's very yeah. refreshing. It's not too sweet. It's not too dry though. It's got a pretty good multi background. Not like anything insane or anything, but it's kind of almost like a Budweiser. Not like a Bud Light, but like a Budweiser kind of lager, like an like an American lager. Yeah. It's like a little bit of appleiness to it. It's actually really delightful. Yeah, it's very enjoyable on a day to, like today where it's a little warmer, so we're uh, recording here. The the doors open, wind kind of blowing through. Now, very just enjoyable. so you all know, our, our frame of reference lives in the Barrier, and oh, therefore yeah. become total pussies. So it's like 79, and we are dying. <sighs> so hot. So hot out here. Muggy. Mm. You know, my sister's chasing anyway. horses, and it's like 97, right? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or pussies, what can I say? <laughs> Speaking of pussies, Woo! Twin Peaks, Fire Walk with Oh Bay. my god, alright, so we finished up in Twin Peaks, it was so good. We had a hell of a time trying to get Fire Walk with Me off of Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it, what, like originally wasn't available, then it was, and it was a very long wait, I assume because of the, uh, the third season coming out. But uh, we pretty much ordered it when we started the show, so it's yeah, been almost yeah, yeah. three years to have been on the wait list for this movie. I have been dying to see it. I've had a couple of friends who said, oh, I watched that when it came out. Keyword, I watched this when it came out. They've seen it, and it was they all, it was so good, it answered all of your questions. Yeah. Very, you know, un unlynchian in that way, and that it actually answered questions. Mm. So, Steve, you watched yeah. this movie. I did. A couple of times. Twice. Right? By the way, uh, the second time we watched it, highly recommend watching the movie this way. Watch it at one and a half speed. You know what? You miss nothing. You you actually almost can't tell. Yeah. There's uh, th very th few scenes where you even notice. Some of the language, even more intelligible. Yeah. No, actually, you know, it keeps uh, some of the conversations together because some of the characters are kind of drifting off into their own thing. <laughs> drifting off into their own asshole. No, uh, so yeah, a uh, little background if you haven't seen Twin Peaks TV series. Don't worry, we're probably just going to talk about the movie, really. It differs a lot from the series anyway, mostly because it was made yeah. a couple years later. It uh, was as the series was ha had gotten canceled, and this was David Lynch's, like, fuck you to the fans, basically. Uh, yeah. Nice Yeah. Or not really to the fans? Yeah, apparently it was just kind of a fuck you to, like, everybody in general. Yeah. I, I could see the studio or something, but, yeah, that's weird. Anyway, yeah, uh, filmmaker David Lynch, you know him from uh, Elephant Man, Dune, Eraserhead, a bunch of unintelligible shit from the 90s. Uh, <laughs> I think he did Salt and Sea a couple Van years Go, ago. Baby. Oh, God, Blue Velvet, <laughs> Wild at Heart. Uh, All right, honey, which one's crazier, Blue Velvet or this movie? Honestly, I still think Blue Velvet. Uh, yeah, Blue, Blue Velvet. It, it doesn't have uh, as much mysticism and uh, <laughs> weird shit going on in that direction. Um, do you want to go over the story, or do you want me just to just kind of go through my notes that I was uh, taking? Go through like your notes because I'm not sure I can tell you the whole story. Uh, so first off, uh, it, it starts out. Um, 
Detective Chris Isaac and his assistant Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, yeah. I forget their names. I think it was like uh, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> the the best part of it is they're introduced um, being called in on a case by uh, David Lynch playing um, a, another detective. Uh, he must have a hearing problem or something. He's just constantly yelling. I mean, David Lynch in general, because like every interview oh, I've I was seen saying, yeah, stuff, he yells like that too. character is deaf in the show. Yeah, yeah, but but like, but it, that like, just seems to be also how he talks. But, but he also does like a voice on like the Cleveland show. It's like the exact same thing, and I don't know, it's weird that way. My dad had um, a stroke. Your father, uh, my husband had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really. We just say that. <laughs> Explain his personality. So we introduce them as they're. Pulling over a bus of teenagers being raided in Fargo, North Dakota. No, they're raiding the bus driver while the kids are screaming on looking. Are At they? least the person that's pulled out of the vehicle looks like he's 40. Yeah, alright, alright. But, uh, yeah, Kiefer and Chris Isaac. Um, by the way, neither of them were in the TV series at all. Um, let's see. Oh, Lil's Interpretive Dance. So... Oh my god. There's this undercover agent or something and she communicates by interpretive dance to uh, detectives Isaac and Sutherland. And, uh, well, because this way nobody would know the information being transmitted in any way, shape, or form unless they knew how to read her interpretive dance. Uh, and they pick it apart like, well, see, she got a f sour, fa sour look on her face. That means you're going to get resistance from the cops. And uh, One hand was a fist. Yeah. Uh, which means they could get violent and, uh, oh, and the dress the, the was dress altered, altered with a different color. Yeah. Yeah. So that means drugs are involved or something like that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Why are the local cops resistant? I always wondered that. I just wrote that down. <laughs> well, <laughs> and then that's not the Twin Peaks. No, no, yeah, um, yeah. It's like the city of Deer Meadow. It's like a, another oh, place yeah, on the so. other side of the state where yeah. a girl has been murdered. And they've been called in to investigate it. It's this yeah. girl named Teresa Banks, I think, T Terry Banks, something like that. Um, Cast her stop. <laughs> so that her brought in, um, and they're investigating. Yeah, the cops just are just giving the dick around. But then Chris Isaac like almost pulls off a guy's nose and storms in the sheriff's office and says, "Where's the body? I'm investigating." Uh, they do an autopsy scene, which is kind of gross. They pull a fingernail back and find a piece yeah, of paper in there and stop stuff. Yeah, I watching that yeah. one, which goes with uh, the show. Oh, uh, Keith O'Sullivan also estimates the value of the building at $27,000. Is he have OCD or, like, Asperger's or something? He, or he's supposed to have thing? something. I, yeah, um, we would, I think we would call it Asperger's now. But, uh, yeah, I think he was, like, a little Rain Manny. Because, yeah, he's, like, he's just, like, constantly, like spouting strange facts, not really able to, doesn't seem super sociable or like know what to do with himself. Yeah, uh, and then uh, during the investigation they go to where she used to Teresa live. Teresa Banks. Is the Teresa character. Banks, okay. I was right. Yay. Uh, for the investigation they go to a trailer park with that's uh, operated by Harry Dean Stanton. Um, that's kind of cool. Uh, you know, him making a cameo, uh, just kind of show around. There's weird people. I, I don't know what the deal is with that troll lady that was standing in the doorway when they were investigating the trailer for like 10 seconds and then she just walks off. That's it. That's the well, time then, you see and her. And then she, no, she comes back uh, as they're exiting the trailer and What about my hot water? Is that the same lady? It's the same old weird troll lady, yeah. Huh. All right. Well, there they you go. I think it was. Somebody's oh. going to call me well, out on it. I'm, I'm glad that, that uh, C plot came to, to an end. Oh, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> uh, Desmond goes back for 
the blue rose uh, is something about a ring. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, there's the whole thing at the bar where they're talking to the bartender lady, or the, or the diner, the bartender oh, yeah, lady. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a weird weird 50s diner. And the guy that kept asking him, you hear about that dead girl? They said that yeah. like twice. Yeah, because, oh, they're there because Teresa Banks used to work there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. She used to work with the old waitress there, and the old waitress said something about, like, her arm went dead three days before she went missing. Yeah, it's just an overall weird movie. Um, by the way, uh, so he so he goes back looking for a ring, finds it, and then he did, just disappears. Like it, it just fades out to black. That's the last we ever see of anybody from the first half of the movie. Pretty much. <laughs> or the first thirty minutes or whatever we're yeah. in now. Uh, so on to the next movie. Uh, we see Detective Dale Cooper, uh, played by Kyle McLaughlin. Um, he's basically checking the time delay on the security cameras there. Because uh, he had a dream, yeah. and uh, he doesn't feel good about it. Yep. Uh, and while he's doing that, David Bowie comes out of fucking nowhere. Yes, yeah, so uh, uh, I was just looking up <laughs> his thing. Uh, all right, so so the the actor who plays uh, Agent Dale, also from Blue Vel- also was in Blue Velvet. Yeah, Colin McLaughlin. Um, he, Colin McLaughlin. Uh, so I was just, uh, just pulling up a little article. He apparently was so unhappy with Lynch after the second season that uh, he wasn't going to do the movie. Oh, okay. Which is where the rumor started that uh, all his scenes in this movie were pulled from uh, cut scenes from the pilot. That's actually not true. But he wasn't going to do the movie. Basically, the rest of the cast came, who participated in the movie came to him and was like, come on, just just do a couple of cameos or something. Let's, like, let's make this for the fans. So he said, all right, I give Lynch five days. Nice. And that's how come his uh, his pieces feel uh, kind of uh, splotchy. Also, uh, not, I, not nearly as much as David Bowie's. So I've heard rumors. <laughs> I don't know if this is true or not. I've been trying to find confirmation, but I I saw once and then I couldn't find it again. That David all of David Bowie's pieces were uh, actually superimposed in after the fact. It looked like it. He was such a big fan. But uh, he is supposed to be playing long-lost Philip Jeffries, who enters the story through an invisible two-dimensional rift in reality. He's invisible to the naked eye, but we see him slip past Cooper on the security monitor. Jeffries says a bunch of crazy things to Colin Cooper, describes witnessing a (laughs) congress of supernatural beings in a room above the convenience store, cue flashes of this meeting... Uh, with most of the spooks from the TV series in attendance, including the dwarf, the one I and the one I one armed man, then Jeffries vanishes as if he was never there at all. There you go. <laughs> and he's got a weird southern accent or something like that along. Yeah, the you basically too. can't understand him. It sounds yeah. like David Bowie's had a stroke. Yeah. That's what it sounds yeah. like. Just yelling Like if he just showed up at well, if he's still alive, if he had just shown up at a diner and had done that, they would have called an ambulance. exhaustion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those it was like yeah, there was like this Kim Jong Un with a party mask, no, long nose thing, Bob there, the midget, uh, Happy Gilmore's grandma. The yeah, the monkey, the little kid, uh, just weird cast of characters. But you know, from most from the TV series. Yeah. A couple new additions and twists in there, but. Uh, so Cooper goes to investigate uh, the missing of uh, Detective Chris Isaac. 
I assume Kiefer Sutherland just got reassigned once his partner went missing. I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm guessing because he's because because uh, his partner's the only one who's ever reported missing. Right. So then uh, he finds on windshield uh, written in red, I don't know, paint or lipstick or something. It says "Let's Rock." And then then we really go to the next movie one year later. <laughs> right. Uh, that's when the uh, Twin Peaks. Uh, <laughs> music comes on, you know, the one from the beginning, uh, doo -doo -doo, from uh, Pure Moods or whatever that CD was. Um, let's see. I have written down, that's not Donna. Where's Audrey? Okay. Ooh, Laura's teeth. They were busy making <laughs> other movies, honey. If, if you stick it in about 35 minutes in, you get to see uh, Laura's boobies. Yeah, you do. Don't worry. If you miss it, they'll be back later. Uh, let's see. Are these girls high? Uh, if you were falling in space... Yeah, okay, there was a whole thing about that. It just, I'm um, sitting around just asking weird existential questions and, uh, uh, uh whatever. Uh, someone stole a page of Lori's secret diary! Ah! Bob is real! He's been having me since I was 12! I was like, ooh. What? Bom, bom. <laughs> bom, bom. I, don't, I don't remember Remember that particular line from the first time I watched it? <laughs> no, no. I have to say, watching. I'm glad we watched it a second time because there were like I, the first time I watched it, I was just sitting there going, "What?" Yeah. The second time I, I got past that a little bit and was like, "Okay, what can I pull out of this? Can I put anything together?" Yeah, then she went to talk to the guy at the bookstore or whatever, and yeah. that's where we get the roll crediting. Firewalk with me, and she's like freaking out. And, I'm just curious what that guy just did after she, like, ran off or whatever. He's like, ooh, it's crazy. Well, back to sorting books. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honey, if somebody just walked into your office, looked at you, and then screamed and ran out, yeah. you'd um, go, oh, crazy person. <laughs> I also threw in here, R.I.P. Miguel Ferrer. You see him briefly in a couple scenes. Womp, womp. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Wait, wait, so you've got three, took three, four pages of notes? Yeah, something like that. And half of the stuff, like, isn't making any sense, <laughs> just reading it. It's like, oh, yeah, Happy Gilmore's grandma and the kid in the mask meet her in the parking lot with a picture of a door. Yep. Yeah, and then she keeps um, it and puts it on her wall. Yep, Bob is her dad. Spoiler alert for two seasons of Twin Peaks. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to save that one for what we learned. Um <laughs> Laura's filthy hands argument at the table. That was an uncomfortable scene. That You know what, though? I think but it's one of the most effective scenes in the whole movie. Because you get a good little glimpse into that he's not just psychotic when he's Bob. There's something seriously wrong like with that family dynamic. Yeah, well, it's also weird. It's like you don't know when it's just him or if it's Bob or if it's like a mix of the two like he let Bob in and yeah, can't so, seem to control it at times. So what I, I understand from what I understand from the, the show and then the movie is it appears Bob is an evil spirit that has overtaken her dad and spoiler alert and um by the way, Bob, did we already mention he was played by the, the director of photography? No, we did not, but uh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you! You look creepy! You want to be a serial-killing ghost in my my movie? In miniseries? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Um, but, uh... Yeah, uh... But basically, uh... Yeah, and then, uh... So, Bob basically 
haunts Leland, or possesses it, excuse me, but uh, that kind of starts turning Leland evil. Yeah. That's what I was getting from it anyway. Yeah, totally. Uh, let's <laughs> see what else we got here. Um, oh, one of those Red Room Dream sequences with Coop and uh, the midget that calls himself the arm. Mm-hmm. Um, don't take the ring, Laura. Oh, part that genuinely creeped me out the first time we watched the movie was when Heather Graham just popped up in her bed looking yeah. like she was beaten to death saying uh, some line and telling her to write it down in her journal. Yes, you have to write it in your journal. And then what, what freaks me out is she's perfectly calm when the dead girl's in her bed. Yeah. And then when she turns into the girl, gone is when she freaks out. Yeah. And it is so, like, I don't know, there's something about that whole scene that is very eerie and uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it, that's just it. this movie, it's a lot of weird shit. But there are some scenes that are just really effective of, like, setting a mm-hmm. particular creepy, eerie mood. And, and, and then there's others where I think he's, like, trying to do it but it just doesn't work. Like the, like, the humor doesn't really work. Yeah, I feel like if there were, is an editor out there who is a huge Twin Peaks fan, like, understands the mythology really deeply, they could probably re-edit this into what everybody really wants. From, from what I understand, there's actually... I, I guess originally it was, like, four hours long. Oh, there's five extra hours that didn't make oh, the Jesus, cut. Oh, Jesus, Really? that I was reading about. Oh, yeah, wow. there's Let's five more hours of shooting that didn't make this cut. Wow. So wow. I really think I, that, like, if if somebody is who... Is that what the third season's going to be? Just <laughs> a recut of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying is, uh, Peter, I know you're out there listening. I know you understand this mythology a lot deeper than I do. Get out your editing equipment, contact David Lynch, and remake this movie. <laughs> Uh, then we're uh, a couple sequences where Laura has a dream where she goes into uh, the 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 picture with the door, a uh, picture of the door the or whatever. I think the Black Lodge. Yeah, this is the Black Lodge. It might be wrong, but yeah. I think it might be. Yeah, that's where all the the weird people, the yeah. the vision and all of them are, right? Yeah. No, they're in the red room. The red room is where the good people's souls are, and the Black Lodge is where the evil spirits reside, I do believe. Yeah. Nice. Well... Anyway, uh, smash cut to insert creepy Jacques. Oh my God, I love, I love how horrible Jacques is. Yeah, he was a an interesting addition to the movie. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. I feel like he was in the show, right? Was like for like an episode when they go out to the oh yeah, house. yeah that's right I think he was the guy who, like giving the drugs to Bobby or somebody or, yeah. or Bobby and uh, who's the the dude with the ponytail Leo. Leo yeah yeah one, one yeah. of them. Yeah. Oh, Jacques is so creepy and gross, and I love how creepy and gross he is. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a scene where Laura and Donna, or not Donna, as you may know, uh, played by a different actress than in the TV series. Fake Donna. <laughs> Fake Donna, yeah. Uh, they go to a bar to meet up with Jacques and... Uh, they go to the roadhouse. I forget what it's actually called, but it's the Roadhouse, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and the Log Lady is waiting yes, for them. Yes, Log Lady Cameo. Like, log Lady into. Cameo! And she tells them something like, once the fire starts, it, it's, cannot, or it's hard to put out, but you can if you're true of heart. I don't know, some, something like that. Some, some David Lynch version of that. And, and of course, Laura's just like, the fuck? <laughs> I need my cocaine, bitch. <laughs> uh, then there's a, a scene that seemed a lot longer when we watched it the first time. We were watching it speed and a half seemed just about right. 
pretty nice little uh, so music background, bunch of subtitles. If form was music, <laughs> yeah. that's the song that would be playing. Oh, no, no, that, we're not quite... It, the The first half is that, like, boom. It's like, no, like that's a the second Nova part. One. That's the second part. That's when they go to Canada. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, no, when they enter the ro- when they enter the biker bar. Yeah, the biker bar. There's like there's a song Nova that plays that <laughs> is chloroform if it was music. Yeah. I'm sorry. Then the the party really kicks into gear when they go to Canada and <laughs> I don't know the, the, the sugar shack or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, um, all the chicks have their tops off. Yeah, Everybody, a lot of boobage. Yeah, a lot um, of rubbing, a lot of cocaine going down. Oh, yeah, I have a hear, yeah. Any, any music playing at a biker bar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the, the lager beer and fire kubel or fine kubel on tap? Yes. <laughs> like, is that, that a Canadian beer I just don't know about? Uh, <laughs> I have written down, of course his name is Buck. <laughs> uh uh, the and nasty then, guys they meet at the bar and then have the kissing contest with, basically. Yeah. yeah uh, By the way, guys out there, if you ever want to get laid at a bar, you find two friends who've had a little bit too much to drink who are hanging out alone, you go over, and you basically, you, you got to figure out a really smooth way to pit them against each other, but if you can get them to compete over you, you're getting two blowjobs that night. Yeah. <laughs> um... And Jacques saying, I am the Great Went, and Laura saying, I'm the Muffin. Yeah. And then it gets kind of weird from there. Uh, uh, his brain is as blank as a fart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's as blank as a fart. <laughs> and it's all subtitled, by the way, because the music's on pretty loud, and it's really the only way you're going to know what they're saying anyway, because right? it's just the most random And then shit. Uh, one of the bad guys, I think Buck, one of the sleazy guys they pick up in the bar, uh, tries to drug Laura's beer and Donna sees it and so she gets them to all just keep passing their beers around and all take a hit so they'll all be drugged. I gotta say, yeah. that's a good friend move. Yeah. And then there's uh, some weird strip dances, uh, plenty yeah. of teats. Uh, Jacques thickens the plot with uh, talk of a high school sandwich. Yeah, uh, just like at one eye Jacks when they got thrown out. Teats are still out. Not bad at all. Uh, freak out because uh, her friend's getting oh, raped. Party you over. You forgot about uh, <laughs> Laura and her friend. Oh, Ronette. Ronette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're the ones with their tops off. With the high school sandwich. The high school sandwich. But then they go over with two other random guys in Canada. They sit down at a table and the guys slide under the table while they slide down their skirt. That's right. Uh, how yeah. could I forget that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Donna happens to look over... No, Laura looks over and sees Donna be about to become a high school sandwich with the two sleazy guys they picked <laughs> up in the bar, and she loses her shit. Yeah, pretty over. They go running out of there. Uh, and then, yeah, I wrote down, Dad has a flashback of the party twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is where the really, really dark stuff starts getting in about... I'm just going to skip over a bunch of this, but it's basically yeah, the back... Yeah, spoil it for them. Yeah, Okay. Uh, never mind. You'll have to watch the movie, I guess. Well, I'm just going to say it. This is the prequel to the Twin Peaks TV show, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you the opening thing is Laura's dead in the TV show. Oh, spoiler. I thought she was going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anyway. honey, I have a fun fact for you if you're interested. Yeah, absolutely. Would you like to know what uh, Quentin Tarantino's review of the film is? Oh, God, please. After I saw Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me at Ken's, 
David Lynch has disappeared so far up his own ass that I have no desire to see another David Lynch movie until I hear different. You know, I loved him. I loved him. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see it. So, this movie... Uh, by, by the way, there's still like a good 45 minutes movie after where we just decided to cut it off, but... Yay! Would you recommend checking it out? If... If you're a David Lynch fan, yes. Yeah, oh, I'm sure if you're a David Lynch fan, you've probably already seen it. But yeah. Um, and if you're a Twin Peaks fan, yes. I would say just so that you can be a completist. Yeah. If you're not into either of those things, you don't need to see this. There's plenty of other weird, crazy movies. Yeah, it's... Uh, a lot of the character cameos, a lot of the characters in general, mean are going to mean nothing to absolutely you. Absolutely nothing. Unless you're already invested in them, even when you're invested in them, as we were. I, yeah, I, I can't imagine watching this having not seen the TV series. It, it, it would be well. It would just mean nothing. It yeah. would just be like, all right, I wasted two hours of my life. Yeah, like the the only way I can like defend David Lynch <laughs> is like it's a weird. I mean, you know, it's fairly beautifully shot. Oh. It's yeah. very unique, and, mm -hmm. you know, there are certain scenes and images that are, like, forever burned in your brain, whether good or bad. Yeah. And it's... I don't know. It's it, on obviously, it doesn't answer any questions. That's just David Lynch's way. It leaves every, he leaves everything up to interpretation, and that's mm -hmm. why he still gets asked to make movies, because he makes beautiful, mind-bending things. And it's a weird perspective of, like, uh, uh, a girl being sexually abused with incest. Yeah. And how it might be dealt with, like whether mm -hmm. in her own mind or if it's really mystical things kind of coming into it too with, you know, Bob being a demon and all the mm -hmm. other stuff. Although, <laughs> it could also be interpreted as a big student pile of shit. <laughs> like, incomprehensible, characters don't make any sense. So but, knowing yeah. that all in all there was something like seven hours of footage altogether, yeah. I wonder if there was a different plot line in there and that, you know, when you get really deep into something, I mean, I'm, it's a movie, I'm assuming they worked two to four years on it. They all knew the story at some point. I wonder if some of those things, like, you're so familiar with it that when you put it together, you forget that nobody else has seen all no, that other nobody footage. Nobody else is in on the joke. <laughs> yeah. You know, just... That happens occasionally, you know, like yeah. you're watching a movie and you're like, who's that guy? They never say his name in the whole... You're watching The Hunger Games and you know nothing about it. Who's the pink-haired lady in the, entire, the and, yeah. in the entire movie who they don't say her name? Oh, that's Effie. She's a fairly pivotal character. <laughs> but they accidentally her. cut her name out of the entire goddamn first movie. Yeah, the first movie. Yeah, and like, yeah, second, third, they make up for it, though, because like... Oh, Effie, 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 Effie. Yeah, because I think somebody <laughs> pointed it out after they got a new director. Yeah, after they got, uh, you know, a camera that doesn't shake. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think David Lynch uh, probably did crawl a little bit up, up inside his own butt. I think also this is a story that wasn't, like, I kept reading, there was, you were never supposed to know who Laura's yeah. killer was. It was, ne it was basically supposed to fade to the background, and then all the other craziness of Twin Peaks was supposed to come forward, and in the second season, they forced David Lynch yeah, to come up I with a killer, and so I think this is a little bit of a rebellion against that, like, forget about the murder, forget about all that shit, like, whatever. This is a stupid kind of story I'd have to put together to put the father as yeah. the killer, yeah, I don't know, something like that, but... I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. It's 
it's unique, but like I said, I would recommend it, watching it at a speed and a half. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely put on speed and a half. Like I said, you miss nothing, and it takes a what, two hour and 15 minute movie, it makes so, it about an hour 40. Yeah, trust me. You, it, honestly, like, there's so many pauses, and there's so much just like staring and footage in that, that y- you lose some of the dialogue because people are yeah. having. And you, and you still get, like, the creepy images and stuff like that. So slowly. They just stare into each other's eyes. What are you trying to say? I'm saying, watch it at a speed and a half. You know, that car over there? Kelly Blue Book on it? It's $2,400. Really? I feel like you don't know shit about cars. You don't know shit about me! Anyway. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, what happened? Woo! I think we need another bear. Excellent. I have another bear. Woo! And this one is a Boo Koo. From Mother Earth Brewery. It's the Boo Koo India Pale Ale. Fuck yeah. Good for what ails ya. <laughs> Coop, I have a joke for you. No, anyway. right. <laughs> Here's the pup. Oh, my top. Mm-mm-mm. Never Ooh. get tired of that joke. Ooh, it's a little foamy. I think Steve shook it up on the way from the fridge. And the poor. You're not going to be able to hear this. It's too quiet. That's a pretty bear. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's a nice, like, golden straw color. Super clear. Got a white, foamy head. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excuse me. Smells nice and hoppy and delightful. It's fantastic. <laughs> My nose harp. <laughs> I'm a classy bitch. <laughs> He's yeah. going in for a taste. It's got a little uh, piney hop character to it. Probably a little, little Simcoe mixed in with it. Let's see. Oh, yep. Mosaic and Simcoe. Yep. That tastes yeah. like Simcoe. But it's not too bad. It's used in small amounts. Not too egregious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely got a lot of the, the Mosaic. A good, well-rounded hop with it. Yeah, and it's got a good, nice, strong, multi-background to go with it. Yeah, I would say this is a really good beer for... Um, if you're trying to venture into hoppier beers but are kind of afraid, yeah. it'd be a good one. Like, it's got a good, strong hop profile, but it's not overwhelming, not going to take the coating off of your teeth. Uh, if you're a hop head, I think you'll also enjoy it. This is a good beer. I'm really enjoying these uh, these Mother Earth brewing beers. Yeah, it's a good little 24-pack uh, we found. Yeah, I'm not that familiar with the brewery, but I'm, I'm getting very into this. Excellent. Well, um, I don't really have a whole lot of fun facts, I'm not going to lie. Um... I mean, you said most of them while watching the movie, just trying to make sense of it. Yeah. But, uh, but what I do have is answers from you, our listeners, Movie Pod Squad and Potter and Family. Woo! Uh, we asked, what's your favorite movie with fire in the title? Yeah. And here are some of the responses we got. Let's go down to the bottom here. Uh, first, we got from Rick and Morty at Rick and Morty Pod. Fire in the Sky. You remember that movie? Fire like early 90s? In the sky, Th- this the one? Sky. I don't remember much. Oh, about it's it. an alien movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Alien abduction one. Okay, I remember. Yeah, it was like a super. If it's the one I'm thinking of, it's like a super violent version of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, super violent, too. I might be wrong. I'm. I don't think I've seen it since it came out, but I'm very into alien monster movies. And stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it seems like a like an X Files kind yeah. of 
niche. Um, uh, CNC Geekcast at CNC Geekcast. By the way, check them out. Pretty cool little uh, podcast they got. They uh, do some quick 23-minute uh, reviews like we do. Uh, they said, Firestarter. I know it wasn't great, but I loved the film. You know, Firestarter, uh, Drew Barrymore, uh, kind of right after E.T. Um, thought like Carrie, but with fire. Didn't see that like one. She gets, she can like she gets magical firepowers. Fire yeah, yeah. Right. It might even be based on a Stephen King book too. Uh, mm-hmm. It sounds like a Stephen King book title. Yeah, it's been like forever since I've seen it. <laughs> uh, who spiked the puns? At spiked the puns. <laughs> uh, they said, "Man on fire." Denzel Washington and his ass kicking finest. That I agree. Man's on fire. That's a good movie. Yeah, him and uh, who's the little girl? Dakota Fanning. Yeah, right. <laughs> speaking of super violence. Dakota, do you remember when Dakota Fanning and uh, Haley Joel Osment were cute? Yeah, <laughs> I remember like like their kid siblings were <laughs> you know, like L Fanning and. Uh, oh yeah, L Fanning was a thing. Uh, basement condition at B Mint condition. Uh, they also have to say uh, fire starter. All right. Yeah. What else? Uh, Firestarter's got a couple of hits. Movies now and then at movies now and then. Uh, City on fire. Best. City's on fire. Ooh, this looks promising. This looks like uh, like one of those uh, martial arts gun movies, like uh, like a John Woo kind of film. Yeah, I'm in. I don't think I've seen that. What one. are we gonna do, John Woo, on Steve? Oh, ooh, I'm down. <laughs> uh, wait, then movies now and then also said Fire Down Below. Mm. It's like a Rita Hayworth, Robert Mitchum, and Jack Lemmon movie. Nice. I love Jack Lemmon. Mm, check out the Rita Hayworth's body on that picture. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Film Roast at Film Roast Show. Um, they're going with Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. That's actually a pretty good one. Yeah. I, uh, that's one of the two and a half Harry Potter movies I've seen. <laughs> <gasps> I did not know this about you, Stephen J. Hondrick. You didn't? No, yeah. You need to go watch some Harry Potter. I, I can't read, and I've only seen two and a half of the... That's not true. You read Pimpology. Well, that's barely and reading. You, and you read ta- not Taco Bell material. There's so many pictures in those. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, yeah, Geek Movie... Uh, so I Married a Movie Geek at Geek Movie Geek Cast. Sorry. Uh, they said Goblet of Fire is our third favorite Harry Potter movie. <laughs> there you go. All not right. Bad, bad. What's your favorite movie with fire in the title, Steve? You know, I have a feeling ours might be the same. Hmm. Rain of Fire. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I married you. I, I don't know. So, uh, someone. Oh gosh. Not Firebird. Yeah, see, I can't remember who brought it up, but that uh, Firestorm movie with Howie Long. Oh, late 90s. yeah. They brought it up. I'm like. I don't think I've seen that. And I was like, no, wait. You had to. I've have. totally seen that, like, when it first came out. And now we have to find it. And I, I, was gonna, on Amazon. I was going to say, a movie with Howie Long in it, of course you've seen it. Oh, and last one, I think, here. Uh, I want you to watch this. At mm-hmm. I want you to watch this. They said, Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me. I'm judging you. And so I replied with, hey, coming next week. <laughs> I want you to watch this. I want you to know I'm judging you harshly. You need to watch more movies with fire in the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of like other ones offhand that have fire in them. Chicago but Fire. Ooh, yeah. let the fire burn. With oh yeah, let the fire that. burn. Yeah, yeah. That's a good yeah. little documentary. Um, yes, yeah. If you if you want to be super bummed out for the rest of the day, that's a, do- a good documentary for it. 
Absolutely. Well, one last beer, beautiful. One last beer. Let's see what we got. Ooh. From Iceland. Yeah. We have Viking Classic. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to attempt to read the side of the can. Wait, let me hit a light. Miller the Dorkin shirt. No, uh, forget that. We're not going <laughs> to. You don't want to try and read it from the left? Flipping, 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 flipping. Iceland. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Oh, it went off. Cups over there on the shelf. Yep, there. Cup over here. And then the pour. It's pouring, yeah. I promise. Oh, that is a gorgeous beer. Indeed. That is uh, oh. crystal clear. It's oh. like a light reddish color. I seem to remember yeah. this when we got a nice kind one. It was a like light a amber lager. Yeah. Well, I guess we're actually doing this in pretty poor light. It's kind of a, between a dark gold and a light amber. Yeah. Mmm. Excuse me. Ooh. Smells nice and malty. Mm -hmm. Smells very lagery. Like you get a little bit of that green apple, like in a good way. So he's taking a sip. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's like a nice little amber lager. Mm. There's a little green apple on it. Yeah, a little maltiness, a little breadiness. This is a yeah. delightful beer. Yeah, this is definitely one of our favorites, especially when we were uh, drinking it in Mivatan. Mm. Oh, in the natural spring bath. Yeah, that's While it awesome. snowed, while watching three, four volcanoes. Yeah, <laughs> not watching them go off. They were just there w within, you know, eye shot. And steaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, in Iceland already. Me too. I'm going to check that out again. And if you want to know about Iceland, listen to our mini-episodes. Mini-episodes! Yeah. Recorded live from Iceland. All right, beautiful. Now for the real question. After watching this movie, Twin Peaks, Firewalk With Me twice, what did we learn? I learned... David Bowie had a stroke on set. <laughs> <laughs> David Bowie had not pulled off a southern accent. <laughs> no. uh, I learned that tailored dresses are code for drugs. Oh. Um, I also learned mm -hmm. they don't call them lovers in high school. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> I also learned that uh, apparently there's a whole other movie about what happened when they got thrown out of One-Eyed Jack. Yeah. Also, Canadians are a lot sluttier than I thought they were. Yeah, right? Canadians have not got it going on. Don't you know? Uh, the last one I got is... Garman Bozia is pain and sorrow. It's mentioned in the show. It's A couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> I want your Garman Bozia. Your negative energy. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Twin Peaks. Firewalk with me. Watch the TV series. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the series is great. You're gonna love it. Yeah, yeah. And I can't. I'm. It's all things when you're watching it, and especially like when it comes to when it comes to to an end. It's like, why would they cancel this? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I think just wasn't getting the viewership they wanted yeah. or whatever at uh, ABC or whatever it was on. Or that I wonder was. if maybe a David Lynch pulled a Christopher <laughs> Titus and yeah, just, just pissed everybody off. Yeah. You can like, all fuck my dick. I was like, you know, we own all of Gilligan. You know that, right? <laughs> People will watch anything. There's only like four channels right now. Uh, well, oh. until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from, from Movies. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom.
Amen.